Your spoken image is more than just the words you say. It's how you connect with your audience, how you convey your expertise, and it's how you leave a lasting impression. Hey there, this is April Lokar with Semi-Conventional, and I wanted to talk to you about your spoken image strategy. This is an offer that isn't just about refining your speaking skills. It's about aligning your message with your mission to create a meaningful impact. As part of your spoken image strategy, we start with a personalized strategy call. Your transformation really begins with this one-on-one strategy call where we get clear on your goals. We also align on the spoken image pillars that will streamline your talking points, ensuring every word you speak drives your vision forward. And then we have ongoing support as part of this as well. Your transformation doesn't stop at the end of the call. You'll then get two weeks of unlimited audio messaging support, and that gives you direct guidance from me as you refine and implement your strategy. So whether you have questions, need feedback, or just want to bounce ideas around, I am here to support you seamlessly. If you're an entrepreneur or a professional who has an upcoming speaking engagement or a networking event, if you aspire to be an impactful speaker in your industry, and if you see value in focusing and elevating a specific area of expertise in your business, we need to talk. If you're ready to speak with purpose and passion, book your spoken image strategy session today at semiconventional.com slash spoken image. Now back to the show. Hey there, today we are continuing our series on networking by talking all about overcoming networking challenges. We're not talking about challenges like finding networking events because we've already covered that in a previous episode. So listen to the last couple of episodes that are all about networking and we'll talk more about that in those. Today, we're talking a little more about things like social anxiety, handling difficult conversations, and how to handle rejection when it comes to networking, which is something not a lot of people talk about. So I'm really excited for this conversation today because we get into some of the nitty gritty details that are not always discussed. Before we get into that, I just want to remind you that in the spirit of networking, I'm hosting a virtual networking event February 8th at 9.30 a.m. Pacific, and it's all virtual. The goal is to connect you with other people in this community, build relationships that are valuable to everyone's growth and success. So if you want to join that, it's going to be an hour-long virtual. Go to semiconventional.com slash networking to learn a little bit more and to sign up. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Her Spoken Image. I'm April Lokar, founder of Semiconventional and thought leadership consultant. Are you ready to make a greater impact using your unique perspective? I know what it's like to realize you're in the middle of your career and want to create a new path. I've pivoted from school teacher to corporate trainer to entrepreneur with lots of lessons learned along the way. If you want to use your authentic voice to speak up with confidence, you're going to love it here. Each episode, you'll get actionable tips to master public speaking like a pro while honing your spoken image so your message comes through loud and clear. 
And we'll do all this through a semi-conventional lens that blends a little tradition with a lot of feminist perspective. Sound good? Then let's get into it. All right, today we are talking about all the weird challenges that arise when it comes to networking. There are all sorts of things that happen along the way. And so that's what we're going to get into, starting with social anxiety. A lot of people tell me, I would love to network. I would love to meet more people in my industry or adjacent to my industry, or even just meeting more clients out and about in person or virtual, but I get really bad social anxiety. So what happens when you get super anxious going into, you know, big group events or even small ones where you don't know anybody? It can be really, really challenging. And I've said this before on our networking series, it's kind of like dating. And just like going to somewhere where you're trying to find a date, if you feel like you don't have sort of like a wing person along with you, it can be kind of intimidating. And even if you Google advice for how to overcome social anxiety in situations like this, you get some really messed up answers, to be quite honest. And things that I've seen other people do are like, bring a flask along. I had a coworker that did this before she would go and like, be with people at, you know, a personal event, if they were going to go to like a concert or be in a big group of friends or family, um, she would bring a flask and like drink some before she went into these group situations. And first off, that's not a recommendation. I definitely don't think that's the way to go. I think there's a lot of situations uh, that you can do things much differently than that. But that was something that I've even seen as online advice where they're like, take a shot before you go into a networking event. And that's just terrible, terrible advice um, for many reasons. So what I do recommend is to put on sort of a character for the day. Now, this may sound like it flies smack dab in the face of our authenticity that we've been talking about, but hear me out. It is putting on the version of you that you'd like to become in these environments, which is in there somewhere, it's in you, and it will still be authentic to who you are. It just may be a little bit of a stretch outside of where you are currently. So think which elements of myself do I want to amplify here? For instance, I'm not typically the type of person that goes and socializes with everybody in a space. I kind of like find a spot and I sort of go up to somebody that I think maybe I want to talk to and I sort of park it there for a while. And if my goal is to meet a lot of people, that's not going to serve me. So in those events, I need to put on my persona or character for the day who is more of the social butterfly and the kind of person that really makes an effort to go and meet all of these new people. So that is somewhere inside of me. And I'm really just putting on that character in the way that I make that the forefront of my goal for that event or for that day. So like I said, while this might sound like it is opposing our authenticity that we're working on um, and making sure that we are authentically ourselves, 
I also want you to explore those other areas of yourself that are in there, right? We are not a monolith across all of, you know, people that are like us and even internally, right? We are not just one aspect of our personality. So challenge yourself to put on a slightly different character for the day. Now, the caveat here is that if you have severe or debilitating social anxiety, please, please, please speak with a qualified therapist who can help you work through that at a deeper level, because that has more to do with a lot of other things rather than simple anxiety in networking situations. But absent that, try on a different aspect of your personality and be who you want to be in those scenarios to kind of get past that social awkwardness and, you know, mild social anxiety. Now, the second challenge that we're going to talk about is handling difficult conversations. And this comes up a lot, especially depending on where you live. But handling difficult conversations is crucial to everything as a bigger part of your life. When it comes to networking situations, difficult conversations can happen when you meet somebody and they say something that you might find offensive. And again, this can happen in a lot of different ways. But if you're listening to this, you are probably at least on some spectrum of the feminist train, or you know, you have probably experienced some inappropriate or downright offensive comments, remarks, things that you've maybe overheard or have been said directly to you in networking situations. Now, some of these are easier to handle than others, and we don't have time to go into every single situation that you could encounter. What I will recommend is something that I came across years and years ago when I was working in a job where we had to train on, you know, harassment and, you know, workplace relations, things like that. And we had a video that we used to show people and it was called, ouch, that stereotype hurts. And it seemed so dumb at the time, but the recommendation that they said was if somebody says something offensive or that you just think is like, oh, that's kind of maybe not appropriate then you can just say, ouch. And that's a really good way to casually, but emphatically tell the person next to you or the person that said it, that you don't agree with what they said or their behavior. So that's one way that you can kind of ease into a conversation, because I think There's more to it than just saying, ouch, if somebody says, you know, something that's offensive, which I'm not going to give examples of that on here because to each their own, right? Um, And I don't want to, you know, put any types of judgments around what you may or may not think is inappropriate or offensive. But we know these things happen. And even if it's something like somebody questioning your level of experience when you're introducing yourself to them, or, you know, it could be something that's just blatantly racist or um, sexist or any number of things. When those things happen, because they do, especially depending on the rooms that you're in and how many people are there of a certain background, things like that. When those things happen, I want you to think to yourself, 
how can I gracefully tell them that that's not okay, but still maintain my authenticity, my composure, and my credibility? And in those instances, what I recommend is if somebody says something that you don't think is cool, then you say, ouch. And then you kind of let them know, hey, that just, you know, maybe isn't appropriate for the setting or something like that. So you can use your own words that make sense after the fact. But starting off with just ouch, is sort of a way to soften the blow that you're about to tell them you thought that was wrong. The other thing I think is really great about just saying ouch is you can, depending on your personality, make it a little bit more funny in a way and a little more playful, right? So if it's something that is like, hey, that was kind of maybe an off color joke that wasn't totally offensive, but you could see it coming to an inappropriate place, you can just, you know, kind of go like, ouch, that's harsh, or, you know, be able to roll it off a little bit easier and not turn it into a whole complicated conversation but you're still handling the fact that it was maybe not okay and you don't have to then turn it into a whole ordeal. Because let's face it, if you're there to network, you're probably already thinking in your head, I'm not gonna continue talking to this person if they're saying things that I think are slightly offensive. You're really just looking to get out of that conversation in a graceful way. And so that's what I want you to think about your goal being in those situations where maybe somebody says something that's just maybe not quite right or doesn't sit well with you. And the third challenge that we're going to talk about today is resilience in the face of rejection. Now, when we go to networking events, sometimes we work really hard to get into like the room where we're going to, you know, meet this person that we just think is the person that if we met them and they knew us, they could change our trajectory. And there may be those people. Oftentimes, when you get into the room that you really wanted to get into, you can't always seem to meet that high profile person that you were there for. And even if you do meet that person, sometimes the way that they, you know, say hello, maybe it's like a book signing, or maybe it's you know, a VIP line um, after they've given a talk or something like that. Or maybe you're just at a conference and you see them in the hallway and you try to kind of strike up a conversation and maybe it's not the right time or they just don't really resonate with, you know, your first introduction to them. And so it can really feel like rejection in that moment when you think, oh man, you know, I really wanted to meet this person and I just like, I don't feel like I got what I wanted to out of it. The best advice that I have for you is to look around the room that you're in. If you wanted to get into the room that you're in and meet that person, chances are there's some really good connections for you in that room as well. And this was something that was actually echoed when I was reading um, the latest book from Arlen Hamilton, which is called Your First Million. It just came out in January. Highly recommend it. But there's a whole section where she talks about kind of those connections and really finding the people that are also there to meet that same person. You're probably going to have a lot in common with them. So sometimes it's not the high profile person in the room that's the most impactful connection for you. Sometimes it is 
all of those other people that are there for the same reason. And they can become really great connections for you. So when you go into an event where you're like, oh, I got to like scrimp and save to get to this event, or maybe you can totally afford it, but tickets were hard to get, or you really had to like put it into your schedule and really work some things out, especially if, you know, if you're a mom and have kids or just a parent in general, or, you know, you've got dogs you got to take care of, whatever the case may be, we all have plans we have to make to get to some of these things, especially conferences and in-person events. And once you do that, sometimes it can really feel like, man, I put all this effort into it and like, I just didn't get what I wanted out of it. So I challenge you to look around the room, find connections in the other people that are there. You will more often than not find some really great connections. I know I have at different types of events. So much so that when I see conferences and, you know, get the speaker list and all of that stuff, the speakers that I want to see are great, but I'm usually looking for speakers where I think other people that I want to meet will also resonate with those speakers because I'm there really to try to make connections with the other people that are in the audience when I go to something. And I have found time and time again that those are the people that A, I stay better connected with, B, they're probably closer to the same level of business as me. And that can be a much better networking connection than someone that's, you know, eight steps ahead and is a billionaire at this point in time, right? Um, Chances are, if you're listening to this, you're probably not a billionaire because there's not that many of them out there. And so when it comes to meeting these networking connections, find someone that's a little bit closer to, you know, where you're at. Maybe they're one step ahead of you or two. And those are more often than not the people that are in the audience along with you. So meet those people, introduce yourself, right? Put on that version of yourself that is the outgoing social butterfly because it's in there somewhere, maybe deep down, but it's there. And work up that part of your personality to go talk to the other people that are in the audience along with you. Now, rejection won't always feel that straightforward. Sometimes rejection is, hey, you met this person, you guys sat down for, you know, lunch, or, you know, you talked in a corner at some event that you were at, and you thought you really had a connection. And at the end of the day, you know, maybe you followed each other on socials and like that was kind of it. And maybe you tried reaching out and they just didn't really reach out back to you. Again, think of that type of thing as an opportunity to learn something, take the lesson and kind of just move on. So what might you learn in those scenarios? Well, number one, you could kind of think back to how that interaction went. Did you talk a lot? and? maybe think that that interaction went really well, but maybe you didn't ask as many questions. Or maybe they talked a lot and didn't really want to learn that much about you. So just kind of, you know, play back, don't dwell, but play back the interaction of the person that you thought was a really great connection and it didn't really seem to go anywhere. Also realize sometimes these types of connections take a while to come back around. I know for myself, I have met a lot of entrepreneurs and other really great connections and super amazing people. 
And sometimes it takes, you know, six months, eight months, 12 months for us to sort of reconnect and recalibrate and be in the same place to want to continue to learn more about each other. So don't necessarily throw away that networking relationship if something doesn't come of it right away, right? Again, these are things where it can take time. And so it may feel like rejection in the moment if it's like, oh, hey, let's meet up for lunch. And then like, you can just never make it happen. And 12 months later, you've never met up for lunch. That's okay. Maybe that wasn't what needed to happen for this networking relationship to continue. But maybe you've stayed connected on socials or maybe other people that you know, you can refer them or vice versa. And like I said in another episode, always be thinking about how you can connect people together because that's where the strength of your network really comes into play. Who can you connect with one another because then they will know they can rely on you and that you are well-intentioned and not just looking for more clients or a payday or referral fees and things like that. So that's our episode for today. I would love to hear what other networking challenges you have faced or are currently facing or are just worried about facing. And then we can do maybe more of a newsletter about that um, through my email newsletter. So if you have any thoughts that you would like me to address, hit me up. You can just send me an email, april at semiconventional.com. And in our next episode, we're going to be talking about sustaining and growing your network and how to do that specifically. If you want to get a little more of a jumpstart on growing your network, go to semiconventional.com slash networking and sign up for our virtual networking session that I'm hosting on February 8th at 9.30 a.m. Pacific. It's going to be one hour, totally virtual, and we'll be doing some exercises and activities to help you all connect with one another. But I promise it won't be like lame little icebreaker activities. It's going to be fun. It'll be interesting. Sign up and join us. Till next time. Before you go, thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button, then leave a review so other aspiring thought leaders can find the show and hone their spoken image too. That's it for today. And remember, I'm rooting for you.